well. Happy Monday. Thanks, Harry. Good morning. <laughs> it's Monday, and we, we're expecting a snowstorm tonight. So that means I have to go and get some provisions because I won't be able to do it tomorrow. The snowstorm is supposed to start around 8 o'clock until tomorrow. So we'll get five, six, seven, eight inches of snow. <sighs> Just when I thought winter was behind us. Connecticut never disappoints. So I'm Babs Rose. I read this is Love Babs Love Talk. It's Monday. I had a great weekend. Did y'all have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Great weekend. Let's see. Let me let me run down my Instagram because that's the only way I remember what the hell I've done over the weekend. It's a good tool for <laughs> keeping keeping up with what I what I've been into. Because <laughs> I swear to God, I otherwise I wouldn't be able to tell you. Uh, Friday, Friday, got my nails done. Uh, Friday, got my nails done. I uh, was at the arts council because we we're starting our executive director search and the search firm that we hired, uh, was in all last week, uh, talking to community folks and staff and, you know, they're, they're getting ready to sort of craft a, a job description and do a whole search so that we can get some viable candidates in front of us and pick some leadership. So I did that Friday. Uh did I go anywhere Friday night? No, I don't think I I don't think I went anywhere Friday night. Saturday, um there was no LSAT academy, so uh we got together and had a study group which was very helpful. So I was very happy about that. Um I spent a better part of the day at uh um Freedom Dreams at the Creative Arts Workshop. I was excited because we had a whole day of programming, which was amazing. And I had a really good time. Uh, it was just an all day thing. And it was just blackity, black, 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 just the right sort of thing you need on Black History Month. It was just it was just amazing to me. I got to hold a baby for a few hours, which was lovely, lovely, lovely. It just brought me so much joy uh, to hold this baby. Uh, let's see. My youngest daughter celebrated her 21st birthday. So that was exciting. 21, my youngest. So they're all squarely in their 20s and moving forward, which, you know, that's what parents want. I, I popped by the uh, the Oldies But Goodies party at uh, Concord, hosted by the Jamaican American Connection. You know, K&M. Uh, and that was fun. I, my intent was to stay an hour, and I ended up staying three or four hours. <laughs> Like I ended up staying like it was a full-on party. So it was great. I hung out a little bit with Ife and uh, Reggie. That was fun. That was very cool. You know, very, uh, very uh, sophisticated conversation over glasses of wine. That was nice. Uh, and then uh, uh, I feel like we did something else. Where, did Ife, where was Ife and I? Uh, yeah, that's where we were. We were Freedom Dreams. And then. That was that. And then uh, yesterday, I got up. I went down to uh, Cafe Nine, hung out at Cafe Nine because I, I wanted to hear Lara, uh, Lara Herskovitz play. And while I was waiting for Lara Herskovitz, I learned, I listened to uh, Miss Pettis, who was is amazing. I bought her, I actually bought her album. Uh, and I think, uh, I think. What is her name? I don't think it's Gwendolyn. I don't think it's Gwen. Grace. Grace Pettis, who is a musician, lives in Nashville now. 
Uh, she's from Texas or Alabama or somewhere. But anyway, she's she's such a beautiful, beautiful voice. And uh, I enjoyed her so much. Like I so much. I mean, I loved her message. I loved her whole persona. I love what she was talking about on stage. Uh, so it was just it was a it was a real treat. And she turned me on to another artist that I hadn't heard of. And so I'm going to go seek her out. Uh, and I was just, I was just, uh, it was just amazing. It was just amazing conversation. It was wonderful. So, so I got to see all of her set and then, uh, Laura came on. I didn't get to see all of Laura's set because I ran over to, uh, possible futures because I wanted to catch the conversation with, um, Hanif, uh, the, the brother, brother MacArthur fellow, uh, who was in town to uh, talk about all his books. And he's got a new book coming out. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So, so it was a wonderful conversation. So, so I had a lot to do yesterday. So it was great. And then we went out to dinner to uh Cannon and then we went home. So me, Juanita, Reggie, and uh, Ife went to dinner after uh, the day spent at possible futures. And Cafe Nine, which was really nice. I, I love those afternoons at Cafe Nine on Sundays. Uh, uh, I I love it. So I uh, I love uh, I love going over there and hanging out and catching new music. So uh, Ruby Foster, that's who I need to look up. Ruby Foster. So I, I love this whole folk indie community. They're just real. Uh, the music is just so clean and thoughtful. And, you know, they care about lyrical content. And, you know, they tell a story. And uh, so, uh, you know, so that's that's the that's the thing. So so that's what I did yesterday. So this morning I'm up. I'm, I'm going to go hear a lecture on fashion and law at noon at the law school. So I'm trying to get that together. I got to go pay my damn car taxes. <laughs> I got to go pick up a prescription. There's so many things I need to do before this damn snowstorm. And then I got to be at the uh, gallery uh, today because today is my my day, Monday, three to five. And then I have LSAT study group at 6.15. So it's a day. And I, and I didn't get my homework done. <laughs> 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 I I did not get my homework done. And I have no, I think word on the street is coming up too. I haven't heard from Paul yet, but uh and we have I met somebody yesterday who was a fan on word who was a fan of word on the street and, and has been trying to sort of catch somebody so he could be on it. <laughs> Isn't that the cutest thing? So they were like, I just want to be on it. So they were trying to catch it. So I was like, well, I think you gotta walk down Whaley. You know, don't hang out in Worcester Square, because I think the last time he was well, he 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 was he was in awe of uh, Maya and Nora doing it, and so uh, I was like, well, Paul is doing it, and he knows that he knows who Paul is. He just has to figure out the the where Paul walks to. I was like, well, you get anywhere downtown near Elm, you're bound to run into him. <laughs> so anyway. 
we have fans out there who are digging word on the street, and I'm very happy about that. So we word on the street. You know, that's just the that's just the way it goes. So, which I'm I'm quite pleased by. That means our little show is growing and people dig it. So I'm sure Paul is out there right now because he won't be out there tomorrow because the snow will prevent that. Uh, and it'll be too damn dangerous. Do you hear me, Paul? It'll be dangerous tomorrow. So don't be your ass out there. You know, but you know, he don't listen to me. So <laughs> he'll think you're safe if he can like get on the side of the road. <laughs> talk to the talk to the public works people. Get in their way. See and see how they feel about the weather. So so yeah. So I've got a lot to get done today. Uh, so that means I need to run to edge of the woods because I need some or or Target or somewhere. I need some vegan cheese. I need some sourdough bread. You know, I need some stuff so that I can you know have a proper breakfast in the morning or or dinner tonight. I mean, I I have a hankering for some tomato soup and uh, and a grilled cheese sandwich. That's that's what I have a hankering for. So we'll see. We'll see what I can do. I don't feel like going very far and wide, but I might have to. I got to zigzag a little bit and I still have to get to the inner city and do some work uh, there. So, yeah, so it's a it's a really good time. The city was popping this weekend. It was a lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. Um, tomorrow, the the conversations, Delta's are hosting a conversation, which I don't know if that'll happen tomorrow. Because the weather is going to be all day snowing, so I don't, I don't know if they'll cancel or what. My girlfriend Beth Allen just texts me saying she's not coming in, and I was so looking forward to her, but she's not coming in because uh, she's flying in from Seattle, Washington, and she saw the snowstorm coming. She's like, "Oh, I don't want to get stuck." And the weather's supposed to be janky all week, so, um, so my my, I wish you would have came last week. The weather was perfect. <laughs> came when it was warm <laughs> when we were still having virginia we were having virginia winter now we're back to connecticut spring so uh, and connecticut spring is full of snow so we're gonna get we're gonna get our fix so that means i gotta cover my car tonight because i'm not cleaning off my car so i'll cover my car this evening and uh i'll do all the things so i'll go to the store i'll get some snacks i'll do all the stuff that i need to do and uh and hunker down for the next it tonight and tomorrow whatever so it's fine i'll i don't have to commute anywhere except for my for my for my bedroom to my studio and my studio is a makeshift studio like if you look behind the screen you'd be screaming so anyway i, I do have a guest i got marshall uh i got uh what's his name what is his name oh lord um uh, brother coming on to talk about uh sean marshall Talk about Harlem jazz at Monhares. So Monhares is launching a, a jazz series uh, coming up. And uh, Sean Marshall was in charge of that. So he's coming on today to talk about uh, when that jumps off and what, what kind of uh, jazz we can expect. So I'm looking forward to that. Hooray. Hooray, 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 hooray. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to... Uh, all the things so yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna just uh we're gonna do our thing so yeah uh what else oh my gosh so much going on uh 
I just hope that the weather uh, holds out. Wednesday, uh, Jonathan is having his talk, Six Degrees of Separation Through Music here in New Haven. Um, I, and so I'm looking forward to that. The weather is fine. Uh, I think the weather is going to be quite questionable this week. So it might be challenging. You know, we, we are we are nutmeggers. We, we, not too much shuts us down. So, uh, but we've been spoiled. So, um, oh, happy birthday, Marilyn, my sister's sister-in-law. I mean, my sister's mother-in-law's birthday is today. I don't know how old she is. I remember when she turned 60. So if she turned 60, I must have been in my 30s. Because uh, I wrote a poem for her. But now that I'm turning 60, she's got to be close to 80. Ooh. <laughs> I think, you know, I I try to uh, I gotta I I gotta um, you know, I think about as I'm aging and what that means, you know, as I as I get ready to uh, turn sixty, you know, seventy is not that far off, and I know lots of people who are in their seventies who are thriving, doing all kinds of cool stuff, and eighty doing all kinds of cool stuff. Then after that, all bets are off. I have no idea, so. The, the goal is, is to make the 60s be like the very best possible decade. And then 70s is a, is a, is a gift. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can get to 60. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do an all out sprint for 60. 70, I don't know. Talk to me when I, when I'm at 69, I'm trying to figure out like, well, what do I want to do for the 70th, 70th? You know, so this is why I'm making this, this big effort to sort of, get this health situation under some kind of manageable way so that I go into my 60s um, way healthier than I was in my in my 50s. So we'll see how it goes. We'll play the hand we're dealt. We'll keep playing the hand that we're dealt and uh, keep it moving. So, you know, I, I don't really, I, I don't, I can't see much beyond uh, 60. You know, I, I, listen, it's not. It's not because I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not, I just know that the family history on both sides is longevity is not the Rawls Pepper's Rawls long suit. Maybe I change that. I don't. I. I. I don't know. We shall see. I'll do do my best. But I do know sixty is like right there, and uh, I'm looking forward to touching that. Because I told you I had so much anxiety about 57. And then when I turned 58, I was like, yes. <laughs> I feel like I just breezed past, you know, uh, one of the hurdles of of my maternal side. And, and they're not living long. But my Aunt Jen is still around. And she's in her 70s, late 70s, maybe early 80s. If she's listening to me, I, she'll, she'll be looking at me all hard. Because I might be, shouldn't be telling her age. I don't really know it, Aunt Jen. So there's that. I know you're in your 70s, maybe late 70s. You're you're not that much older than me, honestly. So I I don't think you're 20 years older than me. You might be 17, 16, 17 years older than me. So <laughs> so I know you're not listening, but I'm just I'm just talking because I know. Uh, I know, I know. So, so yeah, so uh, I got a bunch of guests coming up. 
I'm excited about, I'm always excited to talk to people. Uh, this is the last few days of uh, Black History Month. Tomorrow is the last damn day. And then we go back to being whatever uh, until it comes back around. But it does kick off uh, Women's History Month. And uh, I think Wednesday I'm supposed to be somewhere. I think I'm I'm speaking somewhere on Wednesday. So there's a good chance I won't be here on Wednesday, Paul and Harry, because it's Women's Day, International Women's Day. And I think I'm speaking at one of the prisons, I think. I got to go back and look at the notes. They, it says two o'clock, but I think they, I think it's not two o'clock. <laughs> so I, I, I got to go and see what that is. Um, uh, because I feel like, uh, I feel like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta double check that. So, uh, so yeah, March 1st. March 1st. Oh, 11.30. So I have to be there at Cheshire at 11.30. So I'll be here for the first hour of my show. I won't be here for the second hour. I don't think. Wait, how long does it take to get to Cheshire? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I I have no idea. We'll see. I think uh, I somebody has to tell me where to go because I, I don't know where it is. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll put that in. I'll put that in the message like uh, we're in Cheshire. Can you tell me where I'm going? So and also the grade eight Hall of Change, um, the nomination forms are out. And uh, I should try to get Charlie Grady on, but uh the deadline for submission is June 2nd. So if you know someone who has come through uh, incarceration, has turned their life around, has been making great strides in the community, you might want to nominate them. Uh, I believe I'm in the first class of the great eight. So uh, it's a wonderful honor. And, uh, and it's starting to get some traction around the country. Other people are looking at it, wanting to probably replicate it or bring it to wherever they are. So Connecticut Hall of Change award nomination form. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the qualifications, you just have to be a current resident of the state of Connecticut, uh, served the sentence of incarceration in a Connecticut DOC facility or a federal facility uh, committed in Connecticut, have been discharged from all correctional supervision and uh, probation for at least five years. Uh, so you can nominate yourself if you if you fit any of that criteria, uh, you know, and then there you go. It's a wonderful opportunity to uh, put the light on people, shine the light on people and uh, and show people that, uh, you know, second chances is second chances, you know, so that's it. Or second chances are as many chances as you need to take to get to where you want to go and to be what you want to be. There's no such thing as second chances. It's however many chances you're willing to sort of propel yourself forward. Um, for some people, it might be the second time. For some people, it might be the 88th time. doesn't matter. Just keep at it. Just keep at it. And, uh, you know, keep your head down. Keep, your, keep moving forward. Don't get distracted. 
um, surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with people who speak your name in spaces where you are not positively. Uh, and uh, and want more for yourself than than you've ever wanted before. And then move in that direction. You know, I think that's probably the only advice I can give you. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, uh, that's all I know. So that's the way of the world. So yeah, so my camera's still doing freaky stuff. At least it's not um, doing Technicolor stuff. Now it's just like freezing. It's just freezing. I, I Harry, I do think it's a it's a monitor issue. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put my laptop up here and just work for my laptop at some point. This is just annoying to me. Anyway, um, I I was gonna talk about the movies because there's a particular movie out there. That just freaks me out. The the bear with the cocaine, the kill bear. I don't know cocaine bear. I don't know what it whatever it is, and it's um it's um making a lot of money at the box office. I don't know what it is. People's fascination with animals, animals gone crazy, animals on drugs. I, I I'm not going to see that. <laughs> it's for me. It's right up there with the Sharknado movies. It's the same kind of thing to me like i i just don't want to see animals run amok you know and it's just it's just a level of white supremacy i can't stand because you know eventually white folks are gonna have to kill it <laughs> it just <laughs> uh, no i get it i get it people want fun and they want frivolity and uh uh you know they want all the uh, they want all this stuff. So happy, happy, happy movies. Uh, let's see. I missed the NAACP awards. Folks won big. Angela Bassett won Entertainer of the Year. Uh, a couple of people won stuff. Let's see. Um, the SAG awards were this the weekend. You know, I've been out of the awards circuit for a very long time. And I, I pretty much like watching the NAACP awards. I just don't know. I don't know why I didn't record it or watch it. I, I just maybe just went out of my consciousness. I voted because I'm a voting member of the NAACP. So I voted. That's all I could tell you. <laughs> but if you know, they'll show hopefully they'll show it again, particularly if it's on BET, they'll show it eight million times. I'll find it. Hopefully I can find it. Maybe they got a whole YouTube channel and I could just watch it on YouTube. Queen Latifah was the host. She looked amazing. Uh, but I, I didn't, I wanted to see Ben Crump's speech because somebody put the excerpt of his speech on. Um, uh, so that was, I, I wanted to hear what he had to say. I read some of the excerpt. I was quite impressed. I mean, I'm a fan. So uh, he, he's probably one of the inspirations between him and, and Brian Stevenson. I mean, there's a lot of people who are inspiring me to want to go to law school, but. He, in these modern times, he is it. You know, he is it. He is it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, high five to all the people that got NAACP awards. I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I dare say I might try to catch up to the Oscars. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I missed the NAACP awards, and they were on. I could have watched. I don't. I don't know why I didn't. I mean, they weren't on some late hour or something or other. I don't know what I was watching. 
and I didn't watch the, the the Last of Us either. I had to go back. I had to go in and record it because I missed it at whatever time, nine o'clock. So I was watching. Uh, is there a message for me, Harry? I'm, I'm. What is this? Let me look in the chat. Oh, cocaine beer. Oh, based on a true story. Is that a true story? Holy cow. How'd that get green lighted in, in Hollywood? Okay. So I take it the beer dies in the end because white people love killing animals. So uh, don't be mad at me, white people. You do. <laughs> I, I have not, I've yet to go into any black person's house and see a head of anything hanging on the wall. I've never seen it. It doesn't mean that it's not true. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I've never seen it. <laughs> and I'm not saying just because I haven't seen it is not true. I'm just like, just what I know of black people, rare. <laughs> now we'll we'll wear some good ass leather shoes, belts, pants, gloves, shoes. But I don't know if we will go so far as putting animals, taxidermy up some animals and put them on the wall. I I don't see that. So anyway, I, so Harry, are you gonna see the movie? I don't think I'm gonna see this. I, cocaine and beers i i don't i don't see the point of that <laughs> true story or not <laughs> no i am not gonna go see cocaine bear oh you gonna wait to his streams i'm not gonna see cocaine bear <laughs> <laughs> i just not i'm not i'm into <laughs> stupid b movies but that's just like a stupid what? real life movie oh, okay so so what's the premise harry somebody gave the I think it was a drug bus gone wrong or something. Well, yeah, I think the uh, load of drugs gets dropped into the wilderness, and the and the bear, <laughs> the bear snorts it or something, or know. eats it or ingests it or something. Whatever bears do in the woods, and he becomes super bear. Okay, and right? then like become a killing machine. Yeah. So, well, I, I'm I'm not sure if he killed anybody, but. No, I think he does kill people. Yeah. Oof. All yeah, right. so I I mean, it's a stupid movie. That might be good, Harry. I, I mean, I'm I'm not because I know you'll watch a movie. I'm not, I definitely am not watching that mess. No, you just, know, I, I'm good for that's time I can't get back. I'm good for a good B movie. Mm -hmm. You know, but even the B movie, the B movies have to be entertaining. You know, it's like I can't do the drugged up bear and follow a drugged up bear around. You know, it's can't do That's, that. Sounds like B movie stuff to me. <laughs> no, you see, it would be a serial killer. Oh no, film. see, I I don't like serial killer movies. Mm -mm. You know, not not a bear high on coke. I tell you what, I did watch the other day. I was at Cannon a couple of weeks ago for dinner. And they had the blob on, you know, the old movie, The Blob in Black and White? Yep. They had the blob on, Harry. And it, the acting alone was hilarious. Like, <laughs> this blob is on the floor and everybody's like, ah! like, like, Harry, you can't get around this thing. It's not fast. <laughs> like, you can step over it. It doesn't have any arms or legs or anything. You could just run. <laughs> yeah, but the special effects were in your head. Yes, yes. You know, you could because they didn't really have the special effects of the blob moving. 
Oh know. yeah, if they make it now, Harry, it'll be all CG yeah. tied up. Yeah, it'll be dripping off your ceiling into yeah. your. Yeah, you know. it'll make it. They'll make it scary and creepy. You know, somebody so should take a stab mind. at it. But, but anyway, you know, I thought it was so good because it it was just it was so much around it. Like the whole movie was just like you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you know the the music was so important. The score of of movies back then was so important, right? Because you would the the music actually <laughs> prepared you for the next scene. Yeah, you know, and everything now. It's like we're watching the dumbest movies. I mean, imagine how many movies are on the cutting floor and, and we got cocaine bear in the theater. <laughs> you know, so it's like, based on a true story. It might have it might be good. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not gonna go see that. Yes. I mean, I, and I like I like a good vampire movie. I like a good werewolf movie. I like a good Godzilla movie. That kind of stuff. I don't like supernatural kind of movies, Harry. Like devil stuff. I don't. I don't care for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff, right? So it's just it. There has to be the proper amount of of gore. Like if you're gonna do vampires, werewolves, and everything, there has to be the right amount of gore. Now, if you're gonna do demons, you have to feel. <laughs> you have to feel like like you need Jesus right there. <laughs> If it doesn't feel like that, it doesn't work unless you need Jesus. Yeah, because I, you know, now I'm, I'm mocking this. Like my daughter and I will sit down and mock movies that people think are scary, like like The Shining and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We think it's hilarious. I mean, it's a whole comedy skit for us. But you get the proper amount of, you know, Satan and (laughs) where you're going. Oh, this movie just made me believe in Satan. Listen, so if Satan exists, Jesus has to exist in this. So, you know, in the name of Jesus, okay, how will Christ compel you? <laughs> how will Christ compel you? It's, it's amazing how we all know that. <laughs> like, like that's gonna be the thing that saves us. <laughs> but that's the thing. If they make you believe in Satan in any movie, then that allows you. To believe in Jesus. So if there's a villain, there has to be a superhero. Yeah. Okay. So Jesus <laughs> is the superhero. So you get to call on Jesus. I, I love those movies. I, you know, it's it's subconscious now where I'll be watching a movie and I know it's getting to me when I go in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking and I go, oh, so I, I I'm into this movie if I just called out Jesus. I'm like, whoo, it got me. <laughs> okay, I'm all in now. I just I just invited Jesus into right. the room. <laughs> the blood of Jesus cover me. I'm like, ooh, I don't want to get possessed like that. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to explain all this when we get to the gates. <laughs> well, you know. Maybe like Baz and Harry, do you want to talk about what compels you? <laughs> Well, I, you know, for me, it's simple, right? It's God-given reason. <laughs> you have the ability to reason through everything. Yeah. So 
it's not my fault that mine's is at a hyper level, right? So if all of, all of a sudden I'm at the pearly gates and I'm like, yeah, I'm blaming God for this, for my behavior, I'm blaming God. Okay. Right? right. If you if you okay. believe that God moves in everything, well, damn, He moved in me. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like serial killer movies either, Harry. I don't like that stalker serial killer mess. I, I don't like any of that because serial killers they go far and wide, and and it takes a long time to catch them. I I don't like that. Ugh. You know, it, it, I like serial killer movies because I like to you know, dip my toe into the sociopathic, psychotic <laughs> person. I, I think that, I think that, you know what? I can't because I come from a long line of psychopaths. So I can <laughs> Well, I like to dip my toe into that mentality every once in a while. So I'd be like. <laughs> and, I, and I think I have like a sociopathic tendencies too. So, or I can't. <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw YouTube. I think it was an actress who said. Can't do it. That she's she's thought out like it was so they said, what is something that you've picked up from all your roles? I forgot what the, who the actress was, but she said she would be like a perfect serial killer. You know, like she would be the perfect person who the, she would commit the perfect murder. Oh, gosh. And it's like, yeah, you know what? You got to admit, you, if you're watching something, you go. Oh, that's how you get rid of a body. <laughs> no, I'm mm -mm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I I'm never having that thought. I'm never. I'm like. I'm always like, you're gonna get caught. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not taking notes, Harry. I'm. I'm fearful I'm taking, for you because I'm like, you're gonna get caught. I'm taking notes because I want to know, like, if I could get rid of the body. Without having to go through the justice system, which is, you know, it's a roll of the dice. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if you're able to do it without a trace. Okay. Not that I would. Do See, this, this, is, this is why we have to change the conversation, because now we got. Uh... Now I have to qualify my statement. Not that I would do anything like that. No. Yeah, because now, now, now we got police listening to us intently. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> now, now we're gonna get we're gonna get hemmed up for some un, uh, some cold cases. <laughs> I know. Well, I haven't learned enough yet, so don't worry. <laughs> Harry, we're not learning this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't have all the tools yet. We we're not learn we're not learning how to become good serial killers. We're not doing that. Well, we wouldn't be able to do it, right? We don't have that personality disorder, right? No. But that's always good to wow. There's a lot of dust on the table in front of me. So, sorry, I just lost I, I, my <laughs> my OCD. See, and this, this is why you can't do it because you'd be cleaning up the crime scene before you even create a crime scene. <laughs> You know, I mean, like, oh. They come in and be like, this crime scene is a little too clean. Like, I know, this is too clean. Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, bringing the dogs in the lights, because this is a little, this is a lot. Like, this guy must have been anal retentive. OCD. Like, yeah, 
no, it won't be me. Yeah, no. So no. So needless to say, I'm not gonna see cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Is there anything good? Like I was. Is there anything else good out there in the movie yeah, Karen world? Karen and I were looking to go to the theater um, Friday, and there just wasn't anything. I don't know what's playing right now, Harry. Spending money on, you know, it's like. I can't do the Marvel movies anymore. Really? They're just um Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I hear it was pretty good though. I, I will see that. I'm not going to the movies to see it, but I hear it's pretty good. Well, I'm, Creed 3, Harry. That hasn't come out yet. Right? It's coming though, it'll be out next week or something. Yeah. Um, oh, we went to to see that play on Saturday. Well, how was it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the play, how was the time with the doctor on Friday? Oh, okay. So, you know, we're, we're shooting for June. Whoa! All right, right. What, are, what are the conditions? He still wants me to lose another 10 to 15 pounds. Which, oh, you got that. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, And he put me through a lot of um strength stuff to see if my knees are capable of because I told them I'm gonna I want I'm gonna be moving immediately. Um so we're gonna start with my right knee. He doesn't want to do both. Okay. Did you beg and whine? I would yeah I, I would want to do both but whatever that's a that's a lot of time under under so so I get that um yeah so he's the, the, my worst knee is my right knee. Is I'm getting very bow legged, so because of my knees, but my right knee is the worst. So we'll start okay. there. Okay. And hopefully, chill. And then, how soon can you get the second one done? Uh, if Here? everything goes well, no. He said if everything goes well within six months. Okay, that's that's what I did. Yeah, six months. Yeah. I was like, what's the what's the what's the Eat closest time. They were like six months. Okay, let's do it. Me, I was thinking three weeks. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you still be recovering. <laughs> like, it makes sense to me, but I'm not a surgeon, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, okay. I just, I just think right. they want to stretch things out. But Harry, your body has to heal. You know what? You know what trauma is? Surgery is trauma. It's not yeah. a natural state of being. It, 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 you know, that's why people have heart attacks and strokes on the after they have surgery, because it is a trauma to the body. Yeah. You got to give the body time to like reorient itself back to a normal state of being and then and then put it back into trauma all over again. Yeah, I'm just thinking it's going to go so well that I'm going to be ready real quick. Oh, you'll be ready. I, you're so motivated. You're like how I was with the hips. I was so motivated, Harry. That's why I went so well, because I wasn't one of these people. Even if it hurt, I was like, okay, I'm getting up. <laughs> okay, I got to walk. How many still? All right, I'm doing it. Okay, I got to do what? Okay, I'm doing it. Right. And like for me, my bedroom's in the, on the second floor and I'm already having arguments with 
surgery hasn't even happened. I'm having arguments with Karen, who's telling me I'm sleeping in the living room. That you I'm should. Not, I'm not going to walk upstairs immediately. I'm thinking, why not? It's not both knees. The other knee still works. No, it's going to be hard. You might, you might want to camp out downstairs for like the first couple of weeks. Wow. That, 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 just, that just would be too much. No, because you've got to give the body opportunity to heal itself. Don't don't give it any more trauma than necessary. That's really what it is. It's just giving yeah, your body opportunity to sort of heal itself. It's a lot of trauma just going over the steps now. I know. So don't 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 force it. Don't don't give the left knee drama. I know. Like, you know. I'm just very impatient, right? So I'm like a like if I buy something. It has to be in my house within the three days. Mm-hmm. Or I change my mind. Sometimes I even cancel the order before they've shipped it. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. it says three days. And you you haven't even sent me a tracking number. Can you cancel that order? I'm going to find somewhere that can ship it to me tomorrow. Oh, wait, there's Paul. Where'd Did you find street? somebody? We're on the street. We're on the street. I was about to give up hope, but I never give up hope. Good morning. Good morning, Babs. How you doing? How are you? Good. I'd like you to meet Dave from LC International. How are you? Dave's hey, unloading Dave. his truck outside Sold the Cuba Cafe. He's on his rounds for the morning from Long Wharf. Right, where are you headed to Sold the Cuba? Yes, sir. So do you come here every morning? Uh, about three times a week. And do you come from a produce company? Uh, I come from an Italian import company. We just have produce as well. And so what else do you import? Like tomatoes and things like tomatoes, that? Tomatoes. Uh, a lot of sausages, uh, the beef, stuff like that. Mostly the flour, the cheese. And what are you delivering here? Let's see. We got eggplants. You know. Yeah. So he's got his pork belly. He's got his chicken. He's got pork butt. His oil. He's got some produce, uh, peppers, onions, chipped potatoes. He's got some ground beef, and he's got chicken tight. How many stocks doing today, Dave? Today's only twelve. It's a light day. What's the typical wow. day? Oh, fifteen. 15? But it could be 12 grueling stops, you know. <laughs> so it all depends on how the day is looking. We're still early in the week. What time do you start? Uh, I'm in work at about 1.30 in the morning. 1.30 in the morning? What? Yeah. Is that, and does your work begin with, like, loading the trucks? So what I'll do is I'll pick all the orders with uh, another guy. We'll pick everything for the truck, and then I'll help them load it. And then uh, usually I don't drive unless we're short help, but we seem to be short help on a regular. And is that because everyone's having trouble finding enough people to work? Pretty much, yeah. So normally, what would you do if you weren't driving the truck? I would have been done probably about 9.30-ish. Maybe That's I would have stayed hours. a little bit in the warehouse, depending if they needed some stuff done. And how much extra does the driving make your day? What do you mean, hour-wise? Uh, it could double up my, my paycheck, so it could put me for another 40 for the week. Wow, so you work 80 hours. How long has this been going on, Dave, since the pandemic? Uh, about two years here, but I've been doing this probably about seven years. I work for another company doing the same thing. And what's your job called? Uh, well, I'm a, a warehouse guy. I'm a driver. I'm pretty much wherever you need me to be. I could do it. I could do whatever they need. I guess what I'm interested in is like the cops, too. They have to work these double shifts because there aren't enough people. Exactly. So for two years now, you've been working double shifts? About a year now on the double shifts. Uh-huh. Um, seven years in total, like with the business. So uh, I say about a year solid, I've been doing the double shifts. The year before that was kind of maybe once a week. I would have to go out. And when, you, when do you find out? You come in at 1.30, you load in the truck, you look at the orders. When do you I'll find, find out? out probably truck? about 7.30, 8 o'clock when somebody calls out. So Oh, someone calls out. So I'll find out when one of the drivers called out, and then they'll ask me if I, if I want to take the run. So how often do they call out? I'm good for about three times a week now. 
So three times a week you're working the double. Yeah. So you found out what time this morning that you're working the double? Uh, about 7.30. And what did you think when it came? Like uh, you well, I kind of knew it was going to happen because the guy that usually drives this truck is good to call out on Mondays. And then we had another guy call out right after that. And why is it good to call out on Mondays? Long weekend? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. He can't get out of bed. I haven't figured it out yet. And how do you get out of bed at 1.30 every morning? Believe it or not, my alarm clock goes off. I get up, I brush my teeth, get dressed, and I'm out the door. It takes me all about 15 minutes from getting out of bed to getting into the car to warm up. And do you live in New Haven, Dave? Yes, sir. Do you enjoy this? Yeah, I do, actually. What do you like about it? I like the flexibility to being able to move around. Uh, I like to stay physical. I like to change. So it's nice. You know, I could be in the warehouse all week, but then I get to go out. And then I get a different run. So it's not like my run. I get whoever's run. Uh-huh. So you get the change. And do you, do you ever go back to the restaurants to eat later that you brought the food to? Where do you like to go? Uh, I like to go all over the place. I'm a pizza guy, so I like to go to the Palmas and eat pizza. And do you family. deliver it to Palmas too? I do. What do you deliver there? Sauce, flour, produce, the cheese, pepperoni, stuff like that. And how often do you go there to eat? Uh, probably once a week to eat. Uh, it depends. Maybe twice a week. You know, I got four kids at home, so sometimes my wife gets home at 7 o'clock. It's easier to order something. What does she do? <laughs> She's a medical assistant. And how do you, how, uh, how did you get into this line of work? Uh, I started with the Vance Paper Company years ago. And we were actually on the same terminal. I was farther down. He sold out the WB Mason. I hung around for a little while, and then I ended up coming to the And company. he also, you loaded trucks and made deliveries for him? Yes, sir. Babs, do you have any questions for Dave? I'm, I, I, I am fascinated by this life. <clears throat> so t- tell me... Um, how far do you get to travel delivering stuff? Is it just Greater New Haven? Is it where do you get to go? Well, uh, I get to travel. The farthest I'll go out is maybe Cromwell. Uh, today will be Old Saybrook. But oh, as far as our company, we go as far as New York, uh, Springfield, Mass. So you go as far as Cromwell? Yeah. How far are you going to go today? Today I'm going Old Saybrook. That's it. Old Saybrook. So, yeah. that's, so that's a big drive. Where, where do you go there? Uh, Kenny's Pizza and Fury's Pizza will be my last two. Fury? And then I'll come back down into New Haven to do Costa Pizza. Costa. Yeah, he's going to be my last guy because he opens late. And Fury is F-U-R-Y? Yep. All right. Should we let Dave get back to his rounds? I'll get his photos and stuff. What time What time does your day end, Dave? Uh, today it should probably end about 1.30, 2 o'clock. So then you, what do you do the rest of the time? Like, what do you do when you're off? When you get off work, what do you do? Uh, well, today, I, I don't know exactly what I'll do today, but I know around 4.30, I'll pick my wife up, and then I'll start the night routine, get the kids showered up, get dinner situated. She works from home as well, so she'll do that for a few hours. And you're in New Haven, right? You yes, live? sir. Right. Yeah. All right, Babs. Well, thank Babs you for your story. So thank you for, thanks for getting us the food. This yeah, no Paul problem. and Dave signing out from Love Babs, Love Talk, Word on the Street at WNHH, New Haven's home. Oh, my God. I love that we get to find out about people and what they do. And they live in New Haven. Thanks, Dave. Dave is delivering. Kind of cool, Harry. He's got a wife, four kids. He's out there working, man. Working. Yeah. I'm, you know, there's a, there's a lot of work out there to do. And uh, thank God for people like him who are ready to fill those shoes. You see, you see he was like, I, I'll do whatever. I'm yeah. Ready. He's like, that's, but that's some sweet, I mean, getting up at, you know, being someplace at one thirty in the morning, Harry, is like, but when you get off work, everybody else is at work, so you could move around without a whole lot of traffic, and then you get get home, pick your wife up, get it's dinner. A tough, it's a tough routine yeah. when your shift starts 
at one in the morning. <laughs> That's crazy. That is a crazy routine because that means you have to get your sleep while your house is still moving. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder what time he goes to bed. Like you yeah. pick your wife up at four, dinner is around six, kids, homework, seven, eight o'clock. So that means you might go down seven, eight o'clock when the kids go down. Yeah. They go down. That or, right, or right after dinner, right? He gets Yeah, right after dinner. Sleep and then do it all over again. That's a that's a tough shift. Yeah. Um, I remember working a lot of shifts myself and I welcomed double shifts. I, I remember I, I also I, when when you're a laborer and, and especially if you're not making enough money, you welcome the double shifts. You know, mm. when I worked in, in New New York, Beth Israel, um I used to pray for snow, for flurries, for anything, because Beth Israel makes sure you didn't slip on their sidewalks and stuff like that. So I would be out there and I used to look at the forecast and literally pray for snow or anything so that I could put in the extra six, eight hours. You know, it's like, but, you know, yeah, I remember those days. Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. Wow. Yeah, 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 you know, that's how a lot of people are overworked, but that's how your family gets by these days. I guess. That's a lot. And then a lot of people just don't want to work these days. (laughs) There's people who don't want to work. I'm not running to those people, you know. I think it's, I think you just, it's hard because, to. Because you surround yourself with people that work. <laughs> <laughs> you're not on their couch, Babs. The people who don't want to work, you're not going to run into them because they're not out there working. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's crazy. <laughs> I was having the same conversation with um, Abelardo here. And he knows he's he's been dealing with um he knows a lot of people, a lot of small businesses that are struggling to some of them never got their workers back from mm. from COVID. You know, so they're either closing their shops earlier, they're doing, you know, so he's like, I, I don't get why everybody hasn't gone back to work. And I, I think it's a COVID, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a side effect of, I mean, it's a mental side effect, but a lot of people have struggled to go back to work. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if it's a medical issue mentally, but. Well, it, it certainly didn't happen to us because we was up and running. <laughs> we we worked all through. <laughs> I'm grateful. I was grateful. Yeah, I don't know how. Because I don't know how I would have survived had I not had a job. I don't know. I don't know how not to work. Ugh. Right. So been working since I was like 13. So Me too. Me it's too. like I don't know how not to work. So it's gonna be interesting when we get to that point where we gotta stop working. <laughs> no, you just find something else to do. Yeah, you just gotta find something else, right? Because it's like, how do you even I remember when I got injured at another job that I had my back surgeries and everything, and they're telling me, 
you know, you can't do anything. You know, I remember the company that I was working for put me in, on light duty and they didn't have any light duty stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going to go find another job. You know, my my lawyer at the time work as comp cases and everything. He's like, no, no, no you can't go work. I'm like, no, 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 I can't stay home. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I can't do this. Oh, but your case. Well, I guess I'm going to get less money out of this thing because Harry has to work. You know, and that's so it's a different mentality. Um, I mean, the necessity of of work is just embedded in me. Mm. I guess that's the the only good thing my father passed down to me. He was a good. He was a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. And that was the only good example that I actually got from the guy. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and my grandfather was a hard worker and everything. So that's the only thing I I, I really could say, like the, the old generation of especially Hispanic men who who were passing down womanizing and <laughs> and like I bypassed that. I'm gonna take all the stuff like that. Go, yeah, we go so work. <laughs> you, you have to, and this is what I tell people: you have you listening to Love Best Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. This is what I tell people: you don't have to become like your father or whoever your your toxic male role model was. Yeah, you, you don't have to become them, but if they have a good quality. Grab that quality and throw the rest away. Mm-hmm. It's okay to throw it all away. You know, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're judging. Sometimes you gotta, in judging the people who came before you, you're judging yourself. But that's okay. Judge yourself so you can get better. You know. All right. Anyway, so we're but, gonna take a break. But I, I, I'm so happy that guy is has a job and is out there and Doing loves his thing job. and take care of his family you know that's, that's the key thing people take care of your family take care of your family we'll be back at 10 15 i got sean marshall from manhari's um he's bringing harlem jazz to manhari's so he's gonna come on and talk about what that what that looks like and when that starts so y'all uh keep it locked <laughs> oh wait i should cue stuff i should cue stuff up <laughs> So, so once again, you're listening to Love Lives Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. And let's do this PSA. We got PSA. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org. When they just have a man, they can't stand next to me. Priorities got me focused on my legacy. Infection. Avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. You could die from someone else's misery. They say that emotional states are as infectious as diseases. Yeah, you might feel like you're helping a drowning man. 
is Harry Gold, and you're listening to WMHLP 103.5 FM
<laughs> Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm delighted this morning to have uh, Sean Marshall on. He is uh, going to be running some uh, some Harlem jazz at Monhari's here in New Haven. And so he's coming on to talk about that. Hey, Sean. You have to unmute yourself. Cool. Me unmute you. Okay. How are you? Oh, it's wonderful to be here, Babs. I'm here at Monhari's restaurant. Uh, in anticipation, there's a lot of buzz in the city. And you know, Anna Los Angeles, who loves you uh, as you are a patron here, uh, is an amazing uh, individual. As you know, uh, right before the pandemic, she opened a, a tapas bar <clears throat> on alongside of her very <clears throat> well-run uh, restaurant, which was mostly breakfast and lunch. Um, but I was sitting right there in the corner where, where, where in fact, you may have met me. And I was saying, well, why do we only have two or three people here? This is a beautiful place. You've got beautiful clientele. And as a consultant, my consultancy is more happy customers. We're a happiness and branding company. I said, look, let me just do something for you, just as a friend. I, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Let me bring all of jazz to New Haven. So we got on a train and we went down to New Haven. We met her husband, who's a very famous artist. Who's, all of his artwork, this is artwork behind me. Mm -hmm. uh, we met him at, at, at Red Rooster and, and talked to my good friend, uh, Nate Lucas, of the Nate Lucas All-Stars. And so, Mine Harris uh, will be bringing a show produced by, by me and More Happy Customers. For eight shows, we have secured an amazing trio. Uh, Nate Lucas has been on the Harlem jazz scene for about 20 years or more. His dad, who lived to almost a hundred and something, uh, was a saxophone player who was Louis Armstrong's right-hand man. So Nate is a, it, it comes with roots in this jazz thing. Mm -hmm. And as you know, you know, New Haven used to be a jazz town. We, we so still we, are. Well, well look, we're going to claim it. We're going to walk in it. And uh, we're going to be now a Harlem jazz town. Uh, here's the, Obviously, you can see the flyer there. For more information, they can go to harlemjazznights.com. That's H-A-R-L-E-M-J-A-Z-Z-N-I-G-H-T-S.com. Harlemjazznights.com. Uh, there they can learn more about Anna, learn more about the, the, the Nate Lucas All-Stores. And there's a link at the bottom to buy tickets. Or they can go to Eventbrite. And you know, we're bringing high caliber of musicians here and it's only going to be $30. And, mm. and you you can't go almost to the movies and buy some popcorn and drinks for, for $30. You are, so. you are absolutely right about that. So so um, so what is it about? Because I think you could have probably brought any kind of music, right? What was it about the Harlem jazz vibe that you thought would suit Monjares? Well, first of all, uh, I'm a jazz musician. Okay. I'm a jazz drummer. <laughs> and it was my first love. Uh, my parents were music teachers. They're from Mississippi. I was born in Mississippi. They grew up in New York and grew up playing jazz, listening to jazz. And, you know, there's something about Harlem. Uh, New Haven is a great city. And uh, I've been here about five years. And, and I, I moved here... Uh, because of what New Haven is, right? It's an, it's an inferior, livable city. It's great history. 
great schools, um, but we were missing some Harlem jazz. And I felt that jazz would bring together people from all walks of life. It is America's original music. Mm-hmm. And so why not start with jazz, which is the root of R&B and rock and everything that little kids are bouncing around to now. Right? And so that was the reason we, we felt that jazz would be the connector, it would be a unifier, and it would get New Haven back to what New Haven has always been, a jazz city. I, listen, you get no argument from me. I, I like the idea very much. So when does this start? And are you going to bring different musicians or is the goal to, to have uh, have the, uh, uh, the folks be the house band? Like, talk to me about the structure of this. Sure. So first of all, it starts uh, this Saturday. It'll be every Saturday. We'll have two sets, a set at 7 p.m. and a set at 8.45 p.m. Okay. If you're an early person, come to the 7 o'clock. If you want an extended experience, come to 845 because you know, Babs, the musicians typically give you a little something extra. Uh, listen, on, I like on, that on. late night stuff. <laughs> and, 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 and you don't have to leave after the 845. You don't have to leave. So we're, we're creating a supper club environment here. Um, it's only $30, as with most jazz venues, as a, as a one drink minimum. Um, but the food, we're, we're actually preparing a, a special Hall of Jazz Nights menu as well. But in order to secure these gentlemen, we had to uh, contract them for eight weeks. So at a minimum, the Nate Lucas All-Stars will be here for eight weeks. They are the house band for the world famous Red Rooster in Harlem every Sunday. And oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, so so we, we plan to focus on them. Uh, there'll be added treats. Um, Nate Lucas is the organist, and, and uh, if y'all love organ, y'all gonna be in for a treat. And um, we'll be switching out. You know, we have um, a guitarist, a drummer initially. We may bring some singers in, we may bring some saxes, because the idea is to keep it new and fresh and exciting uh, for folks. As you know, jazz is a communicative music, right? Mm-hmm. We plan to also educate people around what jazz is and how to appreciate jazz. Cause you know, as a jazz drummer and, and what we, what you learn is communication, call and response when it comes from slavery days. And uh, in fact, if I do a drum solo, Babs, and the audience does not <laughs> applaud, that's offensive. But a lot of younger people or even older people that aren't exposed to jazz don't know that. So we brand them. And what is what is the solo about? What is trading fours? What is jazz in, 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 in four, four time? What is jazz in three and six, eight? And if you're lucky, Babs, if you come, if you come and bring the sorrows through, I'm <laughs> going to sit down and play at least one tune. I was going to ask you if you if you were going to sit in and play or whatever. Gonna, if you come and bring the sorrows too, because, you know, I'm not. I have a proclivity for crimson and cream being a, a life member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity. I will, I will sit down and play something for you. How about that? Do you, I like do you have, it. Do we need to dedicate something to you? <laughs> you, you, you just, <laughs> you just, you play. seem like a, you seem like a 
Dizzy Gillespie, night in Tunisia type woman. I am. We're going to take you to Tunisia. And, and check it out also about one thing about Manharis. We got great artwork. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, I listen, I, you know, I'm in there all the time. I'm in there all the time. Yes, so the artwork is beautiful. Here's the interesting thing. A lot of people come in and say this woman uh, looks like Anna. But her husband painted it years before he met her. So talk wow. about the universe, the universe bringing you bringing you what you need at the time you need it. Babs, you I know, love it. Well, you know, your show is called Love, right? So, yes. you know, you know um, one of the rich things about this place is you meet all sorts of wonderful people. Mm -hmm. as, as you know, I was sitting here talking to one of your sorors, uh, Reverend uh, Odell Cooper, who I just saw over here in the corner this morning, by the way. She was having a, a, a brainstorm with, with one of her fellow nonprofit leaders. And this is a place where, you know, all the, the mayoral candidates come and try to do their thing. I've met everybody here. Um, I've met Liam Brennan. I've met Tom Goldenberg. I've seen Elker. I think he might be in the commercial. Everybody here, except for my good guy, Shafiq Abdusabur. So hopefully they'll come out and uh, shake some hands, kiss some babies, and and tell a little bit about what their goals and intentions are uh, outside, outside, because we're not making this a political venue. This is all about love and, and unity in our community. Harlem Jazz Nights is going to be an elevated experience. You will not be able to get an experience similar to this anywhere in New Haven and likely anywhere in Connecticut. Because mm. uh, at the end of the day, you know, Ana Los Angeles has a huge heart and the community needs to support this uh, business. You know, Babs, uh, we, we, we just met, but you know, I, I typically don't, I only eat black and brown. <laughs> and so, you know, Anna is, is part of my brown contingent, you know. I, I'm fluent in Spanish, so I'm, I'm at home here. I, I worked first 12 years of my life in Latin America. And, oh, okay. and, Latin, and Latin jazz is gonna be a part of this too. I you hope know? so, because I, I can't imagine that it wouldn't be part of Manjari's um, uh, DNA. Uh, yeah, because they, they are, they are they are so rooted in their culture. Uh, oh yeah. Well, she's very rooted in her culture. Uh, well, talk about rooted in their culture. So I'm drinking something that I'll invite you to drink. It's called the Morisoñando. It's it's based on orange juice, and milk, a little sugar. Morisoñando literally means die smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> it's, it's one of the few places you can get it. Anna makes it special to me. We're working on other people making it, but Anna knows how to make it. But here, the food is going to be delicious. There's going to be some special menu items. And I'm, I'm going to tease it a little bit. There's going to be some, some shrimp tacos, pork tacos, some vegetable tacos. Oh, no vegetables. I was like, this vegetable, I, I don't need no beef. This vegetable is amazing. <laughs> her, her famous chicken picata. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some special dessert she's doing because you know Anna cut her teeth in New York City as a pastry chef and a baker her she was renowned throughout 
for Dominican cake. And Dominican cake is a very moist, uh, moist cake. But, but she's going to make some special chocolate chip cookies with the dye, but chocolate in the middle, little uh, ice cream. Uh, was it a root of Thruza ice cream downtown? So there, there are going to be things that you can't get normally on the menu. And uh, there's going to be some, some fish uh, plates and all sorts of vegetables. They use some stuff that you normally don't see here. Some of it is Harlem uh, inspired, if you will. Mm. The, only thing, the only thing we haven't not got on the menu yet, because Anna makes some mean chicken wings. <laughs> that's not on the menu. That's on the, on the menu yet because it's hard to find the food food prices and food availability is really really different these days. But mm -hmm. again, Harlem Jazz Nights will be an elevated experience of food, fun, music. Be prepared to participate too, because mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a as a people of color and musical people. We don't just come to, to the show to watch. We come to the show to participate. So if you want to smile with that beautiful smile and get up there and sing, hey, we might, we might <laughs> let you do it. We might let you do it. I love it. I love it. How long have you known Anna? You know, we became fast friends. I started coming in here after church. <laughs> I'm a member of First Calvary Baptist Church, and I come in with a suit and a Bible. And uh, they were kind of scared because, like, the preacher guys in here, Anna, we we, we want to make you treat them. <laughs> I said, well, Anna, first or not, I'm not bringing word, but I am not a preacher. I am too imperfect for that. <clears throat> but we began to talk about life right at the front table over there to to the left, and we had some things in in common, and we started talking about health and wealth and family. And that's so why I graduated from the table to the corner, the seat near the bar, which is where I always sit because it's quiet. I can do some work as an entrepreneur. Sometimes you need quiet. And we began to talk. And so probably 90 days, perhaps, because mm. I'd never been to Manhiris before until that. Oh, OK. So mm. this is the new uh yeah, yeah. But see, you know, when you have spirits like yours, spirits like Anna's, you meet people and you're energized. That's what you guys bring. She she appreciates you dearly as being her one of her best uh, customers. We talked about it yesterday because I sent her emails. Hey, I'm going to be on Babs' show. She said, love Babs. She's she one of my best customers. So Harlem Jazz Nights is going to be phenomenal. Again, two shows, one at 7, one at 8.45. Every Saturday night, this is the place to be for Harlem Jazz, great Latin-inspired food and drinks, and maybe a special, even cocktails on the menu. This, mm. again, design, you're not going to recognize Manjaris. It's going to be a new look, a new feel when you walk in the door uh, you will be greeted. Welcome to Manjaris Harlem Jazz Nights. And you will be transported to 125th Street. You will be transported to Spanish Harlem. As a matter of fact, uh, Nate Lucas of the Nate Lucas All-Stars grew up in Spanish Harlem. And so Harlem is just a melting pot similar to New Haven. We have so many good people in this city. I saw you the other night at the the, the Mardi Gras Gala for the New Haven Free Public Library. 
and was excited. It was all a buzz. Everybody knew about the uh, Hall of Jazz. So we're we're just excited, Babs. We want people to really support Anna like they've never supported her before. Even if you don't plan to come, go to HarlemJazzNights.com and pick up your ticket. Gift somebody some tickets. Mm. Um, I, I I believe that we don't have enough random acts of kindness. And one random act of kindness is send some tickets to some friends that don't get out. Somebody that's been in the house with COVID or in the house, scared to come out. We, we if you want to come out with your mask, because you know people come in with masks, that's fine. But we want this to be just a special evening. I don't know if you're going to broadcast from here or you're just going to come and enjoy. But we, <laughs> we, we expect great things. Now, they tell me that there might be a little competition to see who, who comes through more, the Deltas or the, the AKs. But I, I don't, know. <laughs> uh, I don't I, know. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. You I know. see what you're doing. You, you're trying to start it. I see you. So well, can yeah. people buy tickets at the door or you, you want can. people to go through Eventbrite? You can buy tickets at the door. The tickets are beautiful there. They're a beautiful keepsake. Um, and so that is that is also possible. If you're coming in a group, I would suggest that you buy either at the door or on Eventbrite and message me from our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Harlem Jazz Nights, we have the Facebook page. Harlem I Jazz saw it. Nights. I've been sitting it around. Hey, man, we love you, Babs. Now, why is it that you are incomparable? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> but you were kind to say that. But I don't know about that. I, I tell you what, I, I love this city. And I love when people come and they want to bring something to the city. Like they're not coming to take away from the city. Okay. But they're coming yeah. to bring some some culture and sophistication. And it sounds like that's what you're trying to do, to bring some some additional culture, some additional sophistication and this city is one for music i mean it really is one for music it might take a minute for people to sort of catch on so stick with it don't get don't get discouraged but once people find you they find you well amen you know um my newest drum teacher jesse hameen i started lessons with him a couple weeks he had a performance at yale there were over 400 people and folks was out with the canes, the mink, the minks, the furs, rabbits, the leather, the, the <laughs> vegan leather. And it was a, a multicultural group, 400 plus people. And he's going to come through. Because a matter of fact, when, when Jesse used to teach jazz in the city, he would bring Nate up to do one of the guest uh, lectures and guest performers. So these guys are heavy. The Nate Lucas All-Stars are heavy. Um, I might be the lightest one, you know, in terms of, of playing. But you know what? Uh, sometimes when the spirit jump in you, when the spirit jump in you, you just you you just do your thing. I'll be Elvin Jones, Tony Williams, Max Roach, reincarnated. But 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 something unique about me, I am a left-handed drummer. It's very different from so that means that my hi-hat. Is on the right and my kick drum is on the left. And so if 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 anything, typically most drummers play right-handed. If anything, I'm gonna be the best left-handed drummer in the house. <laughs> <laughs> 
so so you so you will sit in with the band periodically or you will make if, a point of sitting the in with Del- the band if if the deltas bring more people than the aks and the zetas and the sigma gamma rose you know the crimson and cream is gonna come out and i will sit in <laughs> I love this idea. So, so I, I take it you've been all over town talking about this. You've you've been spaces. You've been sharing this information. I I mean I'm seeing it in places. Um, um, what has it been like, sort of crisscrossing the city, talking about Harlem uh, jazz nights at Manhari's? Well, the first place we started was at Jesse Amin's performance at Yale, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesse has a big fan club and a big family. Matter of fact, my best friend. Uh, Pastor Geraldine Brown is his cousin, and he had a lot of cousins that had never seen him pray because you know he was he's a legend outside as well as inside. And so a lot of the families when we're coming through, Jesse he's out of town for the first week and he's gonna come through. A lot of people will they start talking about well you know New Haven was a jazz city and they all talk about um, the uh, what's the what's the the, uh, the Monterey. The they all talk about the Monterey. They all talk about the Monterey. And if anybody from livable cities is listening, get at me about the Monterey. We need to we need to reactivate the Monterey because of the the, the if you stop to think about the legends that came through the Monterey, it is it's almost unbelievable. So we cannot let that that treasure die. I understand it was purchased from the family by livable cities. We don't know what the plan is, but. I'm going to be asking that key question to each of the mayoral candidates. What are we going to do with the moderator bring jazz back into the, the Dixwell community? Uh, but it's been a joy talking to people, you know, sharing this idea about jazz from young to old, right? At the end of the day, this is a treasure that we must gift to our young people. And our young people don't understand it as well. So if, you, so if you're thinking about coming, bring Bring your young person, um, if if in fact they are over twenty one, because <laughs> legally, <laughs> legally, legally we can't even have any any youngsters here. But you know, bring your cousin, bring your mom. You know, we just finished Valentine's Day. You know, continue extending, and it, it is not lost on me that we are launching this on the back of Black History Month, right? Mm -hmm. Because for you and I, Black History is not a month. Black History is 365, 24-7. And and so this is going to be an amazing opportunity to continue our celebration of us, right? It's going to be an amazing opportunity. And I don't know if you can hear the jazz playing in the background, but we're going to be all jazz all the time. And so this will be the most elevated experience, musical experience, that happened in New Haven in a long time. As you know, it's intimate uh, over here. It's going to be more intimate. We've invested significant amounts. There are going to be new tables, new styles, new waitstaff, new menu, you know. And I would just implore, Babs, that our people come out and support, you know, black and brown businesses and events. If we don't support us, who's going to support us? Mm-hmm. You know, jazz is something that is loved all around the world. And there was a period in the 60s and 70s, jazz musicians began to go overseas, Europe and Japan to play because there was more appreciation of the music. And so this is going to be an opportunity to 
breathe life into the city, into one of our lungs. And jazz and music is one of our lungs. At the end of the day, you're going to come here and you're going to want to come back. People that miss that opening weekend, you're going to miss some special things. There's going to be some raffles. There's going to be some, some, some kumbaya experiences. We may even have a special guest or two. So if you're a jazz musician and you got chops, right? Come through. Yeah, come through. <laughs> but call me first because I need to, I need to hear and see. 407-613-4864. You know I'm an old radio guy, uh, Babs, too. So, Or you can reach out to me uh, at growth at morehappycustomers.com. Growth, G-R-O-W-T-H at morehappycustomers.com. Again, we are a branding and happiness company. We help mm -hmm. you people, businesses, and brands grow and be more remarkable. At I love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, more happy customers. We have four things that we help you do exceptionally well. The first is create happiness. You need happy employees, happy executives to get happy customers, right? The second thing that we do is we curate branded experiences like this. This is a unique experience branded for what is Manharis. We also create demand. So we are a full service marketing and advertising consultancy we do, uh, specializing in multicultural, African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic. Um, we do it bilingually, multilingually. And lastly, we, we capture demand. We help you sell online or offline. So anybody, any of your audience is either trying to launch a book, get their business off the ground. If they mention you, Babs, I'll give them a free one-hour <laughs> consult. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Uh, because listen, you know, people perish by because of the lack of knowledge, right? And many of our uh, entrepreneurs, young folks, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, and, and others, do try to go it alone, but they miss the fact that we have so much experience. That you have more experience in one finger than they can get in almost a lifetime. And so more happy customers exist to launch people into the next dimension of their personal career, that their second act, if it will, trying to scale your business. If you haven't hit a million dollars, we're the company to take you there. If you're a major corporation, we, we work with corporations on training and diversity and multicultural marketing. I was blessed to spend the first 12 years of my life, of my career, running around Latin America. I lived in Mexico twice. I'm fluent in Spanish, speak Portuguese, so I can help you reach the Americas, Hispanic American. And being an HBCU grad, I'm a proud Florida A&M graduate and uh, a lifetime member who pledged at Alpha Z, the rock of the Southern province. <laughs> go, go noobs. And, uh, you know, what we what we learned at that institution and, and other institutions, I've been to PWIs too, I have a MBA from the University of Rochester and an MIM from a little school in Phoenix called Thunderbirds, the oldest international B school in the country. And I don't wear those degrees on my shoulder, on my T-shirt, because what I do have is, is an ear to hear and a heart to feel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I help people turn things around. I have a ministry also called the Restoration Power Ministry, which is all, all about helping transform lives and, and heal our land. 
as you know, uh, Babs, as like other major cities, we've got a lot of healing that needs to happen in the city. And what better way to start the healing process than through our music, jazz, Harlem Jazz Nights. We want you to come out and we want you to enjoy and uh, support Anna Los Angeles, support black and brown businesses. You know, the one thing that I love about this city is everybody is passionate. Everybody's a passion about this city and making it a better city and, 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 and fixing some of the challenges that we have. And, and again, this is going to be a meeting place. Hall of Jazz Nights, as you know, my house is already a meeting place. It really is. It really is a meeting place. Like people come there, hang out, plug in. Strat- strategize. <laughs> yesterday they, were, they had a charter school that they're strategizing. I've had meetings for the charter school that we're trying to uh, launch, the Edmonds Coalfield Preparatory School for Young Men. It's a young men's school that pray for us. We've got past the first hurdle with the State Board of Education. We're going to Hartford on the first uh, to get in front of the Board of Education for final approval. We're up for approval with one of Steve Perry's schools. So we're we're thanking God in advance for making that happen because our young men need it, and uh, our community needs more music. We need jazz, we need love, we need peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if there's any other questions I could ask answer for you, Babs, but I just want to say this has been a pleasure. I really appreciate you, and Anna loves you, and I, by the second and third time I meet you, I'm going to love you too. <laughs> we're, we're in deep light. We're in deep light right now. Well, I hope that you come back because I, I want to stay connected to what you do. So I want to, so halfway through, I want you to come back on and talk about, you know, where, where you all are and, and how's it going. So, so don't feel like yeah. this is the, the only time you're going to be on and talk to me. Okay. Well, you know, that would be a blessing. That would be a blessing. Let me just say something to the, the Hispanic community. A la gente hispana, eh, hay que apoyar a Ana, Ana Los Ángeles y Manjares Restaurante. Esto, aquí estamos para servirle. Esta noche de Harlem Jazz Night va a ser una noche incomparable. Este, va a haber eh, jazz, Latin jazz, blues, un poco de R&B, neo soul también. Y la comida va a ser excelente. Entonces, 382 West Rock Avenue, eh, Manharis Restaurant, todos los sábados, con shows a las 7 y a las 8.45, shows at 7 and 8.45 every Saturday starting this March 4th, and we will have great food, Manharis Restaurant, 382 West Rock. You can get your tickets at harlemjazznights.com. That's harlemjazznights.com or look it up on Eventbrite or go to the Facebook page, Harlem Jazz Nights, or apparently you can just go to Babs' page because she's putting the word out for us. <laughs> Muy bien. Gracias. Excelente, Babs. <laughs> Thank you so much for this opportunity. I feel honored and blessed uh, to be on your show. And uh, am I going to be one of the last shows for the month or, or you still got a few coming? I got got one more tomorrow. Then, uh, but the, you, but I think you bought the last guest. I don't think I have any guests tomorrow. So, so thank well, you. you. Well, you I appreciate this. Off, the, Delta, 
always say the best for last. There you go. Listen, Crimson and Cream. Crimson and Cream. Hey, man. <laughs> All right. You, have man. a good day, Brother Sean. I will see and, you soon. Yeah. And uh, and I, I am uh, praying for a highly successful turnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is this recorded, this uh, interview? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, send that to me at growth at morehappycustomers.com and uh, any of your listeners, again, if they need to turn their life around, turn their business around, need more happy customers, more customers and more happy customers and more profits. <laughs> um, they can they can reach me at morehappycustomers.com. That's my, my website. It's got a bilingual website. But the most important thing that I want to mention today is that Harlem Jazz Nights is for the community. It's for unity and it's to promote love, peace, and harmony. Thank right. you so much, man. Have a good day, my friend. Bye-bye. Take good care. All right, Harry Jones, we're on our way out. Tomorrow's the last day of Black History Month, so uh, I will see y'all soon. Y'all behave yourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.